0: and you can get an extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash slash film. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to SlashFilm Daily for June 7th, 2018. This is SlashFilm Editor-in-Chief Peter Serretta, and today I am joined by SlashFilm Weekend Editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. And SlashFilm Writer, Y-Tran Bui.
2: Hey, everyone.
1: And today we are joined by a special guest. Uh, She is a freelance writer for Thrillist, Nerdist, Vulture, and SlashFilm.com. Uh we're happy to have you Lindsay Romaine.
3: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, uh we, we we are doing a special edition of the podcast today uh to kind of talk about uh toxic fandom, uh kind of uh to go off of this whole Kelly Marie Tran situation that we will talk about in a, a second. Uh and Lindsay, uh who you may know uh from the site she writes a lot of stuff for slashfilm.com. Uh is writing a piece that might even be up on the site. By the time you are listening to this uh so we thought she would be a great guest for this topic and uh, ht has written about this topic uh and star wars (laughs) in its relation to star wars in the past we'll link that article in in the the show notes as well uh but i guess let's introduce what what we're talking about and that is uh kelly marie tran who played rose in star wars last jedi uh recently deleted all of her uh, images and posts from her Instagram account. While it's not confirmed, a lot of people are saying it's because of uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, fans kind of like drove her off the internet. Uh, I'm not sure we we have had that confirmed by anyone. Uh, it seems like Ryan Johnson, the director of that film, has kind of, uh, you know, come out on Twitter and I think maybe corrobor- corroborated uh, a little bit of that. But, uh, uh, you know, no one's talked to Kelly Marie Tran. So I don't know if that's the actual details, but, um, I don't know. I, I wanted to use this as a, a place where we could have a discussion about this because it feels, feels like, uh, toxic fandom. It's not something I remember much of, uh, you know, 10 years ago on, on the internet. I mean, sure there were like self hating star Wars fans who, you know, like to, you know, be critical of the thing that they loved, but, uh, Nowadays, it seems a whole lot worse. Uh, So I guess I'll start with you, Lindsay. Uh, Why do you think uh, this has become a problem today uh, with, you know, Star Wars, DCEU? Like, a lot of the fandoms have, like, a real problem with fans harassing the creators, you know, just really saying mean things.
3: Yeah, um, I wish I did now. I feel like that would make it easier for everyone. (laughs) I think a lot of it comes from, this sort of fan entitlement really um, that seems to be what it is a lot of thinking that you're owed something maybe because nostalgia has been so catering to fans for the last little while. They think that that gives them some kind of ownership over these things that they love and it makes them really feel protective of it in a kind of vicious way. Um, That's been the kind of main strain I've seen through all of this particular kind of hate.
2: I think definitely the rise of social media has enabled people to anonymously uh, post their opinions without thought of other of how this will affect the creators. And now we have a more direct channel to the creators as well. And because people are hiding behind these anonymous identities and walls, it doesn't seem as real as before. And I think it also speaks to the rise in nerd culture to the mainstream, essentially. There's always been the sense of gatekeeping and ownership with nerdery and geekdom Um, but in a sense it was almost a camaraderie because it was such a small group but they were still outsiders in that regard but as uh, superheroes and sci-fi kind of rose to the mainstream it's kind of created this dilemma for a lot of nerds who always had that Uh, entitlement to having a very small very exclusive community and now have to deal with more people being interested in what they were interested in and you know feeling that ownership like Lindsay was saying and not thinking that people deserve to be uh, fans like they are
1: yeah and it also seems weird it seems like a lot of these fans seem to believe that their view and the view of like the the other fans that they speak to are the majority They always like I I always see that with DC fans and I see that with these, you know, Star Wars fans that are attacking, you know, people like Kelly Marie Tran and and, uh, director Ryan Johnson is they they it doesn't even occur to them in their head that they could be in the minority and be the vocal minority of, you know, the big majority of people that actually, you know, like the film. Uh, Brad, do you have any theories on why that 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 could be?
4: Some of it is just is is blindness as to like the fact fe- like because a lot of times people follow people that they agree with. You don't really go out of your way to follow too many people who have differing opinions from you. You know, Twitter is an echo chamber. You know, um, so especially for when you, when you're allowed to choose who you follow, you you really only get this see the same things regurgitated over and over again, and that's what you retweet, and that's what you agree with. And so, so these people who are upset about you know, the direction Star Wars has taken and have a lot of bad things to say about it, follow and agree with people who have the same things to say, and that's what they see. And so they don't see a lot of the, the people who are satisfied with it, happy with it. Um, I, I think another bigger, larger problem, and this is more so just a, a, a general societal issue, is that we've gotten to a point in the political climate and social climate that people th- uh, feel a need to you know, express themselves in a very hateful and aggressive way. Um, and that comes from a sense of entitlement brought about by certain changes made, you know, in the political spectrum recently. And especially when, like, obviously there are valid complaints and criticisms that people have when it comes to things like Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, there are certain story decisions that were made that people don't agree with. And there, it's fine if you don't like those kinds of things. There are plenty of valid things you can say, but some of the louder and more frustrating voices, which obviously led to... Kelly Marie Tran, you know, leaving Instagram are these people who are whining about Star Wars being ruined by what, you know, they're calling social justice warriors and upset that there are so many more prominent women in the galaxy now. And, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is ruining Star Wars and all this kind of thing. And it's just it. That's like the definition of toxic fandom, you know, just because, you know, people, you know, look different or because, you know, there are more prominent female characters that weren't really that you know celebrated with the exception of Leia in the original trilogy is not something that you should get upset about it's it's not tainting star wars of anything it's making it more powerful it's making it you know uh, a bigger thing it's making it making the franchise you know live up to this you know idea of what star wars can be and so just hearing all this stuff is just frustrating on on so many levels
2: you know what's interesting to me is that uh people and fans tend to tie their identity so closely to things they love to like their fandoms and everything so when people uh critics or creators uh don't go with what they think that identity is or they criticize that that project or movie that they like then they take it as a personal slight you know and it's like I don't know, like. I mean, I, I like that's I, I a totally, new thing.
1: I totally get that. Like, you know, my mm-hmm. wardrobe is mostly you know t-shirts with pop culture <laughs> properties on them, and you know, my 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 condo is filled with posters of things, uh, you know, movies and TV shows, and uh, you oftentimes. Uh, to give an analogy <laughs> that probably people wouldn't relate to, but whatever. Uh, on Kickstarter, uh, you know, people will back like a Kickstarter for like a board game or something, and they'll get so into it that when it's released, and if it's not good, there will be a mass of people like defending it just because they spent so much time investing in that thing. And I I definitely see that here. Yeah,
2: I think liking things is good. I think being passionate about things is good. And it's a relatively new thing because, you know, back in the 90s, there was all that ironic detachment and it was only okay in the past 20 years or so to become a fan and show your true colors. But to use that and like weaponize that fandom is not okay.
3: Yeah, there's another thing that I've kind of noticed and I'm sure you guys have as well. And it kind of goes along with, what we're talking about of this this ownership and whatever but i've there's also been a lot of defensiveness um from the people who are like the quote unquote good fans you know the people who maybe have problems with the last jedi but aren't coming at it from like a racist or sexist approach but i've noticed that that, 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 is, that is again me <laughs> yeah yeah because like totally I, I, I i i
1: like last jedi but i had some problems and anytime i express problems online I got grouped into because it had nothing to do with female characters it had nothing to do with any of the, the issues that are, right. are a problem with this group. And it, it sucks that there's no middle ground anymore where we can have a discussion about, you know, problems with the movie and not be grouped in one category or another.
3: Right. I just find it interesting. Cause I think that's totally valid. Like we should all be allowed to dislike what we dislike as long as it's not, you know, hateful. But, um, I have noticed this. It it kind of starts from a place of defense a lot of times. Um, I was getting a lot of Twitter feedback because I kind of foolishly inserted myself into the drama of yesterday. But um, I was getting a lot of feedback that it would immediately start with, "Well, I hated the movie," but, and it's just so strange that it always there's like this weird like need to even say that sometimes. Like I don't know. I've I've found that very interesting. Also, like especially when we're talking about. Racism and whatnot in it to just immediately like kind of start your argument with like I hated this, but as opposed to being like you know what racism sucks and is bad and like that should be the foremost thing here. It's just the attitude of it's very strange to me. Well,
1: I think there's a difference here of well, you know the racism and stuff, (laughs) the sexism stuff aside, which I don't think I don't think anybody listening to this I hope would debate anything there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the other side of things is being able to, you know, talk and be critical about stuff that you love or other people love. Like, I think it's fine. I think it. the problem is when you start attacking the creators and harassing the creators of the, of these, of these things. And it, it's weird because like when I, I, I said that on Twitter and people were like, yeah, she, she's just an actress you know she didn't have a lot to do with the film but it's okay to harass the you know the director i was like what yeah. i was like yeah. no uh you know i think it's it's kind of this culture of like when something bad happens to you you know you're on a flight on united airline the first thing you do is you tweet at you know at united having a horrible time do you know what i mean like it's become mm-hmm. okay of the, like this this kind of way of looking at things of like oh we we now have the ability to uh to say something to the company that is doing us wrong and publicly shame them and somehow that has bled into our criticism of art and i think that is totally wrong
4: well it's especially wrong when you know ryan johnson right now could tweet out the most innocuous thing like man i love kit kats and someone would be like, be like, yeah, too bad. Too bad you couldn't make a movie as good as a Kit Kat, you piece of shit. And it'd be <laughs> and it's like, whoa, ch- ch- chill out, solo lover 74. You know, it's, <laughs> like, it's just like anything that he says, he immediately has a barrage of people that immediately start haranguing him because he directed Star Wars and they're upset about it. Like, There's no like off switch for these people to just go chill out and live their lives. Like, it feels like these are the kind of people who are bitter and angry – all the time and have just found this as an outlet to like release that anger and try and explain like why they're so upset with the world around them
3: yeah you know like speaking to that one of the most insane things i think i've seen in all of this kind of goes off of that um i was reading this thread um from this podcast uh that wants to kind of like come at the creators i guess and um one of the responses was like yeah well ryan johnson's been like a dick to fans like this whole time and i was like what like they're they're creating
2: their own reality now yeah
3: and the proof they used a tweet one tweet which was like kind of really the only time up until yesterday that he's ever even commented on like fandom and it was literally just like you know what? i just mute people that are hateful but so far all my interactions have been really great with friends (laughs) that was their proof Ryan Johnson being a dick. I was like, oh "What world?" Ryan Johnson are we living in?
1: is one of the nicest filmmakers I've he ever met. Like, like at Star Wars Celebration, there was a line of people. I don't know how many people. You know, I guess tens of thousands of people. And he spent all night going through the line. You know, taking pictures, saying hi to every person one by one. You know, the night yeah. before he's supposed to have a panel.
3: Yeah, and he's never once literally until he kind of cracked a little bit yesterday has never once said anything, you know, about all of this weird backlash that he's gotten. He's only been generous about it and he could, he has every right to be an asshole about it and he hasn't been. And so it's just stunning to me that people are twisting his words
1: that way. And I, I've been part of like conversations with him on Twitter and, you know, not having to do with star Wars or whatever, you know, just a, a, a basic conversation. And it's, sad how my at replies become unusable for like a whole day because I was, you know, that he responded to me and now, you know, a ton of those, you know, solo lover 88 or whatever you said, Brad, you know, they they just go on the attack and it's, you know, has nothing to do with what we were talking about. It's, it's a barrage. It almost feels like, um, it used to be whenever I said something bad or we posted something bad about, uh, DC films and Zack Snyder, uh, we would get a barrage of people like attacking us and these are all people that don't follow us. I almost felt I had these conspiracy theories and I, I think they're probably true that someone in those groups like, you know, retweet or tell, you know, a group of people about this thing and it's yeah. almost like a mob comes on attack.
2: Yeah. That's not a conspiracy. That's something that actually happens because a lot of these users will like mass coordinate attacks, essentially. Like I remember there was this thing called tweet decking where teens would get their friends to like get make a tweet go viral through some sort of coordinated means. And I think that same thing happens now with like hate attacks to various people, not even celebrities now. So
1: I guess we can both agree that, like, there's a huge difference between, you know, being critical of something, you know, writing on social media about your hate for The Last Jedi and you attacking someone directly that was creatively involved in it. It, It's interesting because, like, I've been thinking a lot recently because uh, I think we all are in – see two sides of these things. Uh, We we are critics – We criticize, you know, movies for a living. We get paid to do that. But at the same time, we are also creating content. And we often, you know, I'm I'm sure all of us have, you know, gotten feedback that we did not ask for or anticipate from people who have read our pieces uh, that have been, you know, over the line. Uh, So I guess, you know, it's interesting because we we see both sides of these things. What what line do you think should be the line that people draw when interacting with the creators of content of things that they like or hate?
4: I mean, I would like to say, like, don't say anything online that you wouldn't say to these people's faces if you were standing in front of them. But some of these people seem like the kind of people who just don't have any tact in general and would probably just run off at the mouth and that kind of thing. So, you know, if anything, I just feel like there there's a way to be – to express criticism and your distaste for something without making it personal. And a lot of people take to, you know, Twitter and comment sections and they bring in things that are irrelevant and are just meant to insult the person and not necessarily, you know, discuss or, you know – uh, the criticism of what they're trying to, to talk about And so there's a way to do the things Without being abrasive Like, uh, You know one of the things that annoys me, annoys me Is that sometimes in our work And this, this is this kind of unrelated but you'll see what I'm talking about Is like every now and then There'll be a typo in an article And the way people Sometimes the way people go out of our way to, to tell us Is like the most like, dick-headed way You could possibly do it And it's like <laughs> dude just, just tell us there's a mistake And we'll fix it Like you don't have to be an overbearing jerk about it You know there's a way to to express these things and be respectful, and they people normally won't be offended by that. You know, like that's there's just a way that you have to do so, it with, with with tact and respect.
1: So, so you're saying if I was in a Starbucks and I I saw that their sign had an inaccuracy on their sign, I wouldn't go up to them and be like, "Yo, asshole, you have that sign wrong."
4: Well, you might, Peter, <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I I
1: think that gets to like. I have some rules to how I I think conduct myself online, and I, I I would never write anything about a movie or a thing or when I'm criticizing something that I would not say to the creator if he asked me, he or she asked me, tell me honestly what did you think of this? You know, I I, I want to know exactly what you felt.
3: I think that's another good rule, just in general, is a lot of times you know engage with a conversation if someone's opening the door for that conversation but if they're not then don't do it <laughs> because that's like kind of when I go back to you know like like you're saying when it's people commenting on a, an innocuous post from Ryan Johnson that's like pointing out some flaw in his film it's like he's not going to listen to you so what is your point but if he says you know hey this is why I did this let's talk about it that's a totally appropriate time to maybe raise your concern so it's just like reading the room a little bit is kind of My rule there.
1: Yeah, and I I also want to rant on people that uh, you know when Last Jedi was out, you know, I did post a little, a couple tweets about my criticisms of the movie. You know, they weren't mean in any way. You know, they were literally like, you know, I have a problem with this part because of this. Uh, And people love replying to you and at replying the creator, like they were, you know, reply and be like. I, I love that part, Ryan Johnson. You know, at Ryan Johnson did a great job. You're wrong, like, and it's like, why are you at replying the thing I said uh, that was negative about his movie into his stream that he does not want to hear or see? Like, exactly. You know, if he wants to seek that out, he can seek it out. But like that, that's, that's uh, just rude. That's called
2: snitch, rep- snitch replying, right? I think that's what it is.
1: See, you know all the buzzwords. I I, I, <laughs> I didn't even know about the tweet decking thing. So,
4: <laughs> I think I think some of that isn't necessarily trying to get like uh get like so people in trouble some of it i think is them looking for validation and like wanting that person to see how much they appreciate something they did rather than wanting to show hey look at someone hates this thing and so, like it doesn't necessarily make it any better because obviously they would still have to see the negative tweet associated with their their counter perspective um, but I, I don't, but, sure it, but in still- a
1: way it's almost like negging, uh, whatever that word is. Um, you know, because like you're bringing up this negative <laughs> to them and you're basically saying it's the positive, you know, I don't know. It just seems yeah disrespectful.
4: No, I mean, I, yeah, totally I totally understand. Believe me, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily, uh, the right approach to, to that situation at all.
1: Like, does this all come down to common courtesy? Like, uh, is it just that we're all, you know, the, the internet is rude and doesn't consider other people?
2: Yeah, it's just the basic. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all.
1: How can we fix this? Because it's it's become an increasing problem. Uh, I I know probably no one on this podcast has a solution. Because if you, if you did, you probably wouldn't be on a podcast. You'd probably be you know fixing real shit in the world. But uh, but do you guys have any ideas on how you know as a you know writers you know we are we are putting criticism out there. How can we like help make Fandom less toxic?
3: I think, um you know, I actually had an experience with this yesterday, kind of in the the tweet storm of all of the fandom is broken, whatnot. Um, and someone had replied to something I said with, you know, like, oh no, the movie's not, like, Last Jedi isn't bad because of racism. It's bad because Luke Skywalker, like, fucking dies and it's stupid. And I, like, <laughs> quote tweeted him and I was, and I don't usually quote tweet it. I can find that kind of rude sometimes. But in this case, I did. And I was like, you know, Luke's not a real person and you're using this to justify like actually being cruel to real people and it kind of started this conversation where he was literally like oh I hadn't thought of it like that so I think sometimes it is okay to engage with stuff you really might be able to change attitudes as long as you come at it with a respectful tone back also um it's just talking to people like they're human beings and showing them the compassion that they're not showing you uh that's kind of ineffective sometimes for me not always you know there's always going to be the sort of militant fanboys but I don't know I've, I've actually like changed some hearts that way in the <laughs> last little while so
1: that that is a really yeah. thoughtful approach um and I I have seen that work too but it it does take some work you know it takes yes, a conversation exactly. uh
3: exactly. You and maybe th- like
2: trade a witty comeback for a more earned response in a way
3: Yes, exactly. Kind of trying to, you know, instead of just like being mean right back to them or snappy back to them, actually trying to like say, hey, let's talk about this. People respond to that. Of course, it's putting in work that we don't always have the time for or need to. But I think even just inserting little bits of compassion into conversations whenever we can and whenever it feels right,
2: I think is one small way of, of kind of changing the narrative. I think that's a good approach. I think you know, avoiding death threats, harassment, any sexist or racist uh, slurs is always a good first step. Well, and, I feel, I feel um, like
1: those people are screwed anyways, right? Like, yeah. Is there, yeah. A, a, there's no way we're gonna get them on the right
3: side of of things. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You have to be choosy with like who you actually you can tell might listen to you sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: I saw a really interesting tweet thread from film critic Hulk who talked about uh, how it was a mistake to abide by that old sort of mantra, don't feed the trolls, because by not feeding the trolls, we've let them sort of fester and create their own sort of toxic community. And I wonder if that's a good way to approach things, maybe just like try to engage, try to block the people who are obviously just trolling, maybe try to uh, have a discourse with them and try to make them see the empathy and everything, like Lindsay said. So maybe that's the answer to things. Try to be like a more active uh, internet participant, essentially.
1: Yeah. And I, I think everybody, like, I don't know if I was going to say one suggestion, I think everybody should consider what they put out in this world, not just on the internet, but in this world in general, but, uh, in this specific conversation, you know, think about what you're writing on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you know, the person that you're writing this about, be it a creator, be it a friend, a friend of a friend, whatever might actually read this thing. And, uh, you know, how are they going to feel about it? Uh, you know, is it constructive or is it uh, hurtful just to be hurtful? You know, uh, like, you know, why don't we make this world a better place and not, uh, you know, just put that kind of energy out there?
3: Yeah. I mean, this is like the laziest possible comparison, but it is has been floating around in my head because of Kelly Marie Tran. But I keep thinking of her line in The Last Jedi, which is, you know, it's not about fighting what you hate. It's about saving what you love and putting love sort of before the hate is just one tiny little way of rewiring the way that you look at these situations and yeah,
1: for sure. And, um, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, hope, uh, Kelly Marie Tran is out there somewhere seeing all the, the love come her way from the internet because sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, look past, The trees for the forest and you know that sometimes this these mobs and these you know vocal minorities you know coming up in you know in mass looks like a a lot bigger than it is compared to the actual whole of you know fandom
4: just be excellent to each other guys (laughs) (laughs)
3: it's
4: not it's it's not that difficult to be to wake up and be a decent person every day uh you know just like every morning think to yourself how can i not be a piece of shit today (laughs) and just live that life like seriously it is it is not difficult whatsoever it might seem like it because there are a lot of other people who are making poor decisions but you don't have to be that person
1: uh lindsey ht do you have any final thoughts
3: no not really beyond what we just said i feel the exact same way just (laughs) injecting uh positivity whenever you can and whenever it feels right to you
2: yeah have courage and be kind (laughs)
1: you know i i know this is uh i know we're getting into a cheesy place now um but uh you know i think in donnie darko there's like this uh this what self-help guy played by patrick uh swayze yeah who yeah yeah yeah, hate love and i know it's stupid and i know the movie kind of mocks it but like there's this idea of like you know what, what are you making a decision out of hate or I mean out of fear or love, oh, and fear. Uh, yeah, right. and uh, I know that's it's easy to mock that or whatever. But I often think that in my life, like, am I am I making this choice to say this thing because I love this thing, or is it because of fear? And like, if it's fear, like maybe I shouldn't be doing it because I, I found really most of the. The things that I regret in life I were decisions I made out of fear. And that, that could be a decision not to do something or a decision to do something. And I I think a lot of these, you know, these toxic fans, uh, it, it's disappointing because it's almost like they didn't even watch the Star Wars movies that they love. Uh, because you know, <laughs> Yoda says a lot yeah. about uh, fear leading to hate. It, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I, 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 I think, uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm just rounding out by saying, you know, think about what you're putting out in this world and why you're putting it out into this world. And, uh, you know, let's make let's make this a better world and a better place to be a fan so we can have these discussions. And I can uh, I, I think we've said it all. Uh, but, uh, Lindsay, where can people find more of your work online?
3: Yeah, you can follow me at Twitter at Lindsay Romain. Um You can read me on Slash Film, uh, Thrillist, Nerdist and a bunch of other places.
1: And you have a piece uh, kind of dealing on this uh, that will be up either today or tomorrow. Or actually, yes. yeah. So, uh, yeah, look for on that it, on yeah. the site. And uh, HT, where can people find more of your work online?
2: You can find me every day at slashfilm.com and I'm on Twitter at htranbuie.
1: Brad, I'm looking for you. Where can I find you?
4: You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton, always writing at com and also my own podcast called Go Flix Yourself, available on iTunes and other podcasting platforms.
1: You can find me at Slash home on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Uh, this podcast, Slash Home Daily, is published every weekday. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify. Uh, please feel free to send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to Peter at Slash com. If you have uh, something to say about this topic that we did not get into, you know, send it to me, Peter at Slash com, and uh, maybe we can mention it on the air in a future podcast. Please go rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And we'll see you tomorrow.